0: Everybody. Welcome to the Energy News Beat podcast. My name is Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. I've got one of my favorite all time international rock stars. And I mean, she is phenomenal. She writes for Oil Price. She's on several podcasts. She's always well received. You have to subscribe to her Substack. It's Irina Slav at Substack.com. Irina, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Stu, as always. Oh, I got to
0: give you a shout-out, and I got to give Kat a shout-out. Your daughter sent this over to me, and I really, really appreciate that. And I want all of my listeners to know that I am two dragons, and they are cool. So if you've seen the Game of Thrones or you've seen anything else, the the Game of Thrones, they fly away, uh, Irina, into the sunset in a very cool uh, dragon story. So uh, we'll leave it at, at, at that. So tell Cat again. Thank you so much.
1: I'll pass down.
0: All right. Irina, you've had some great stories and let's start with OPEC and um, the IEA as the IEA came out and said peak oil. I mean, you can't as David uh, Blackman would say, you can't buy this kind of stupid. Um, hey. What are your thoughts on, first, the IEA and then OPEC's response, which I thought was pretty cool. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I laughed out loud when I read that response, the official the press release. It was hilarious. It was so good. Really brilliant. Well, what about the IEA? They do it once in a while. I mean, they, they do it regularly, lest we forget that they are forecasting peak oil demand, which is going to happen soon. And not just peak oil demand, but peak gas demand, because wind and solar are doing so well that uh, I think Phillips just, yeah, I don't think I know, Phillips just closed a long-term uh, LNG delivery deal with a, a Dutch company to supply the Netherlands. And the whole of Northwestern Europe with gas. This is how, uh, you know, impending gas, uh, peak gas demand is just like peak oil demand, which is going to occur because of the growth in, guess what, electric vehicles. Of course, this is happening as, uh, you know, uh, car dealers are seeing much bigger inventories of electric vehicles than uh, regular cars. I don't know what to tell you. It's just wishful thinking. Uh they really, 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 really want to make it happen, but they can't make it happen because making it happen depends on millions and millions of people and the people are not literally not buying it. Right. So that was just your usual fatigue bureau, but the response of OPEC was just just wonderful. Uh, and it was uh, it was pretty quick, by the way. It came just a few hours later or something. It was really, really quick. And they raised uh, very important issues that were not laughable at all. They right. said that uh, stuff like that can drive further underinvestment in oil and gas, which would create a deficit, which would lead to higher prices, which would lead to all sorts of problems, very serious problems with energy security. Right. So basically, you might want to think before you write this sort of thing. Not that they will, but it was you know good to, good to tell them.
0: Do you think the wind energy pays the IEA to make comments like that?
1: I doubt it. They're not rolling in money right now. I mean, they're having okay. serious financial problems. I,
0: I was going to say, how do you pay for stupid? I, I'm not sure.
1: Um, I think you have to be born this way uh, and and nurture it, though. You have to nurture it. I mean, all of us are stupid in one way or another, but this extent of stupidity needs nurturing. It needs work.
0: Well, you know, nurturing stupid. I like that. Uh, my dad always says it takes a village to raise an idiot. Well, I always, you know, it's like, I, you know, a whole village just to get that idiot up and, and rolling. So, well
1: we've got a lot of uh, villages if you see climate activists as villages. Right. So you know, um
0: the the activiz- uh the activization, well that's a horrible way to say it. activization. Uh, that's a Texas way to talk, Irina. I'm so you know, with all oh, the yeah, wave, puts, yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna have to come over to Bulgaria and hang out, uh just yeah. to learn English. Um but when we talk about uh, the wind off of the east coast of the United States, they're killing all the whales. I mean, they're, it's just right up the main area, and uh, so ecologically, the energy hypocrisy and and ecological damage is a true huge hypocrisy. Is yeah. that kind of hypocrisy going on in the EU and in Bulgaria?
1: We don't have whales here, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but about birds, or I mean, they're killing birds by the millions here.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the country with the most offshore wind farms is Denmark. And I don't know what the situation is with birds migratory okay. or otherwise there. But what's happening on the east coast, off the east coast uh, of the United States, and these uh, whale deaths is certainly worth looking into. And uh, I understand people are looking into and finding, suggesting a causal link between offshore wind development and whale deaths. Because, I mean, it could be a coincidence, but it's a pretty huge coincidence. I'd you say. bet
0: David Blackman just released a uh, interview with Megan and a whale expert. I mean a offshore uh, marine expert. and um, she's got some fantastic uh, information on that. But as we take a look at the humor of the IEA and OPEC, and we talk about the electric vehicle craze going on, uh, I mean, in the US, their Ford is losing sixty thousand dollars per car that they try to sell.
1: Robert I, Price wrote about it twice. Yes.
0: And it's uh, and there's the dealers are sitting on them. And then salt water getting into the battery or anything else, we're having fires like you wouldn't believe that Teslas are uh, and electric cars are starting a fire and fire departments don't want to touch them.
1: Yeah, but don't worry about it because, according to some new research from the Rocky Mountain Institute, which is a totally impartial uh, source of scientific research, right. uh, the risk of EVs uh, catching fire is much, much, much smaller than the risk of internal combustion engines catching fire. Because, you know, let's be honest, every day we hear stories about cars spontaneously catching fire in the street without uh you know being in an accident just you know that internal combustion engine loves to spontaneously combust and does it so much more often than ebs so you know, this is where we are with research
0: have you heard of humans doing spontaneous combustion that's
1: a I, yeah I remember a long time ago i was uh, i think there's like to...
0: there's there's been very very few and i think that's about as much as a bar. Has and I uh, an internal combustion engine has, so it's very very rare that a internal combustion engine just spontaneously sparks. But can
1: they at all? No. Can they do it at all? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, yeah,
0: how? <laughs> so you know, you sit back and kind of go. The cars we just had the tornado, or excuse me, the hurricane in Florida, in cars that were flooded, electric cars that were flooded. Started just burning up after a few days.
1: Yeah, it's not good for the battery.
0: Yeah, because of the the battery and stuff. So let's go to when we we talk about all of this stuff. The political, I'm going to have to call it stupidity of the Biden administration in Saudi Arabia. They, you know, they're about as uh, smart. I can't even think of something that's smart comparable. I mean, my shoes. I was looking
1: around my desk for uh, <laughs> my desk for something. Really yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: All right, I'll I'll try this. This was a battery that I found that had uh, uh, all fallen apart and everything else. That uh, it, this is smarter than Biden, and I know it won't work. So okay, Saudi Arabia uh, the. Prince said, "I think a couple weeks ago, we he is in a war to make Saudi Arabia better than Europe, bringing all economic to a. He even called it a war. Before he dies, he wants to be have Saudi Arabia as the world head king. Pardon?
1: Uh, Who's that? The king of Saudi Arabia?
0: Uh, The prince. Uh, All the prince. uh, Yes." And he said before he dies, he wants to make sure that Saudi Arabia is the financial ruler of the world with business. Oh. You know, what I thought that was like, I, I'm over there going, OK, that's Saudi Arabia first. And their energy policies are going, you know, first. And it seems like the and it seems to me that the countries around the world who have good energy policies have a higher standard of living for their citizens. I mean, is, isn't that a fair statement? Or
1: well, probably <laughs> to some extent. Yeah, yeah. probably. I mean, China has lifted millions out of poverty over the last forty years, and it's still doing this, right? Uh, including through its energy policies. In Russia, uh, the priority of the energy policy is not be bad towards Europe, make them suffer. No, the priority of their energy policies is try to gasify as much of the territory of Russia, which is huge, as you know, as possible. This is their priority. Make sure people have affordable energy. And this is what I actually wrote about in a recent post uh, on on Substack. that this is one thing the the totalitarian regimes got right. People need affordable energy. If you give them this, you uh, kind of establish a minimum standard of living for everyone, which is what every government, every country should strive for. You know, nobody should be dying of cold or hunger.
0: Right. Oh, I agree. As
1: a result of stupid energy policies, which is what, well, people are not dying yet in Europe, but yet is the key word. I think if they continue doing what they are doing right now. Right. We might have some deaths on our hands, well, not our hands, but you know what I mean.
0: Oh, absolutely, and and uh, we've seen that with the U.S. policies and with the U.K. Your show with the uh, transition group with Tammy, uh, Armando, and David. I love all you guys. I mean, I love when I can I can jump on, and I'm sorry, I'm a pest. You know, you you know.
1: use you. <laughs>
0: I don't know why it does that. It it blocks out me, you know, so I have to go, "Hi, this is Stu and this is a really dumb question," you know, so. But I stalk you guys. And and I love that one episode that um uh Tammy was bringing up all of the uh utilitarian things that are going on in the UK right now. Wow. Um It is wow well. Yeah. Uh they don't want people to have freedom or energy.
1: Yeah, the, the, uh, and people don't know about it. This is how how great the censorship has become in one supposedly free and democratic country. I can't believe this is happening.
0: No, Such a change
1: bo- from, from just 30 years ago. It's really unbelievable. Having your utility, electric utility Uh, cut off your power or reduce your power just because you're above your allowance. The very idea of this is horrifying. Right. Because people don't know about it. They can't do anything about it.
0: I would be in trouble because I normally have 10 monitors.
1: (laughs) You will be in huge trouble.
0: I would be in big trouble because my office is a wall of monitors because I watch things, you know, all over the place or I work on so many different projects. I couldn't afford to work.
1: <laughs> no, no. So when
0: what were some of the biggest things that were going to ha- cause people their freedom that Tammy was bringing up? It was pretty frightening on some of those things.
1: It was very frightening. Yeah. Frightening.
0: Uh, do you see the, those uh, freedoms being removed in Bulgaria?
1: No, not yet. They wouldn't do this here. (laughs) We haven't even completed our transition from totalitarian to democratic society, Stu. If they try this here, they will have a civil war on their hands. Not that I would put it past them. uh, Right. The current government, which is, you know, reporting directly to a certain embassy, which they openly admitted in in a leaked recording of uh, internal discussions before they formed the government.
0: Wow.
1: And it wasn't the Russian embassy they meant, (laughs) if I may put it this way. Yeah. Wow. They're very enthusiastic, but uh, it's not going to happen anytime soon. They do want to close our coal plants, though.
0: You know, I I don't mind coal if the new... Technology is implemented that allows for a cleaner burning of it.
1: Of course. And they have those filters, anti-pollution filters that catch the particulate matter. Uh, Yes. One of these coal plants is operated by an American company, AES, and still they want to close them And because it may be an American company, but apparently it deals with coal, so it, it can't stay.
0: What about that German company that was tearing down windmills in order to do yeah Yeah, they're doing it. Isn't that funny? Um, Germany so is, is, what it is. Germany's in trouble because of their policies. It, the U.S. is having real big problems with the offshore wind. Uh, even, people are bailing out. They just have. Yeah,
1: nobody wants to build it because it's expensive. And And it's just, it's just, imagine just how expensive
0: it is. The the energy costs for our Northeast are twice what they are for Texas. Texas has uh, wind, solar, nuclear, coal, natural gas. You know, we want to use all forms of energy in Texas. And we have half the costs that California and the East Coast have, you know. that's why everybody's moving to Texas. The only problem is, Irina, they're bringing their stupid voting records with them. I'm And serious.
1: they're voting for idiots again? They're Even They're, voting they're for... running away from idiots?
0: Yes. I'm like, why? Uh, because they're uh, really, really dumb. Um, Houston, Texas. And Austin, Texas, are already gone to the blue side. They are voting all renewables. So here we have two big wait, areas. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Why did you leave California in the first place? If you want renewables, stay in California. And, we have the renewables.
0: And in the show notes, I'm going to put a current uh, power use of what's going on in Texas at the time of this uh, recording. And it's uh, 7.30 on Friday morning, and it's 3.30 in Bulgaria, correct? Yep. I'll take a look, and I can guarantee you that uh, wind and solar are maybe 15%, 5%, depending in there, depending on the wind right now. And then natural gas, coal, and nuclear make up the balance. Of course Uh, they would. and, And so, you know... Uh, anyway, this is about as dumb as it gets, Irina. I
1: well, this is really, really very fascinating. So Californians are moving from California to Texas and are trying to recreate a California in terms of energy policies in right. Texas. Yes. So and after they succeed, where are they going to go? Russia I'm
0: going to I'm gonna to go to Bulgaria.
1: Yeah, so, I'm actually I'm actually anticipating a certain migration wave from the west to the east. Yes, which would um, be great for us because we are depopulating very fast.
0: Um, I think that I, I also
1: wave.
0: sorry, I have a lot of great great uh, people and friends in the Philippines, so I'm thinking about either Philippines, Bulgaria, or something other than the U.S. It's
1: warmer in the Philippines. They don't have this kind of winter, do they? They're the- oh,
0: yeah. And the, the culture, I love their culture. Um, you know, it's like respect. I love people, you know. So, you know, I love.
1: You have a choice. This is great.
0: And so I don't care where I live, you know. It's kind of like, uh, but anyway. So, with that, Irina, what's coming around the corner for Irina Slav in the next few weeks? Uh, do you have some more appearances other than your great, great podcast, the Energy Transition with Armando, Tammy, yeah. and David from Bulgaria, the UK, Brazil, and Dallas, Texas? I'm I'm giving that a huge plug. Your stories, uh oil price and your Substack, I love being a uh, Substack subscriber. I highly recommend it. My Substack has only given uh, 37 new subscribers to yours as a recommendation. So- Only, that's only.
1: a lot, thank you. Yeah,
0: so, cause I was in there looking at that yesterday and I found where my Substack is referring to other people, and I was like,
1: yay, 37. Yay. So I think you're due for some rewards. Substack is offering rewards, some reward um, system.
0: If, if your Substack world. is referring other people, you, it tells you how many people go to your Substack and subscribe. So,
1: yeah, yeah. But if you bring me in new subscribers, you get some rewards. I forgot, for, forget. What kind of rewards? It doesn't matter.
0: But thank you anyway. Thank you. I, I I just you know I I'm like yay! I'm a big cheerleader out here for you. So thank you for stopping by the podcast, and uh, we get to visit with you again next month. So give yeah, your family yeah, a hug. All right. So, and I may show up at your doorstep. So I hope you have places around there. Uh, Uh, very close or somewhere in Bulgaria for my family, we may show up.
1: (laughs) I will start looking as soon as you let me know you're coming. Yeah, there there are places. All
0: right. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Stu.